0: Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Open Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick. So, the Warriors won again. They're 4-0 on the season. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 106-98 in OKC. And if you all watched that game, you know that that was kind of a tough game to watch. This was like one of those classic playing down to your competition type games OKC is going to be, I mean, is currently, but their record ultimately will be one of the worst in the league. They're a totally rebuilding team. I think on the broadcast, they said that the Thunder have like 30 some odd draft picks in the next seven years, 30, 34, 35. That's a ton of draft picks. That's five draft picks a year. You know, this is a team that just keeps getting younger and younger and younger I talked in the previous episode about wanting to see Josh Giddy, and he was actually decent, you know? I mean, he shot three for 10, uh, but he had nine boards, and he looked like he belonged on NBA court. Maybe he doesn't have the quicks, but remains to be seen. It's crazy to see all these teams give their high draft picks a chance you know, on the court, when we know that you know, moves is Moody, and once he gets healthy again, Jonathan Kaminga, they'll only get spot minutes and garbage time for a while. The Thunder took Giddy surprisingly with the number six pick, and I will forever be thankful for that. He may turn out to be a decent player, but I'll uh, I'll roll the dice on Jonathan Kaminga. So in the first half, the Warriors couldn't hit anything. They shot 28.6% from three and the Thunder, they played with more energy and they hit more shots. So they were down, but you know, 11 points in the modern day NBA, just not that much. Right. But the problem was the Warriors just couldn't get over that hump. The Thunder coach was calling timeouts every time the Warriors put a run together of four, six points. Smart move. That would kill the momentum and give his team confidence. He would bring them in, probably boost their belief in themselves and give them some directives. And that's what you're supposed to do. The Warriors couldn't find anybody to score. I was hoping that they were going to blow out the Thunder so they could start resting some of their older dudes. But maybe they assumed. Maybe the Warriors thought that they could just waltz through this one. But as we all know, that truism, everybody is in the NBA for a reason. And anyone can beat anyone on any given day, especially when you're the Warriors and you're not apparently trying very hard. They just had a poor effort all around, poor defensive effort. And then eventually, like a veteran team that knows they're better than how they're playing, and better than the team in front of them. They just slowly but surely started putting it together and chipping away at it. And it felt like Steve Kerr was trying different combinations, partly to see who would be a spark, but also to just maybe try people out in different scenarios. I mean, Gary Payton II, he came onto the court in the first quarter. Steph actually sat for a couple minutes. He also brought in Bialica and Otto Porter Jr., But again, just like against the Kings, Bielitsa, you know, against this quick, young team, maybe not the right matchup. Andrew Wiggins, he played better, right? Like I said after the Kings game that he just wasn't playing with force, but that's just the way he is. In this game, he had more aggression, just overall was attacking the basket a little bit. He went for a dunk that was different. And that was welcome. Overall, Wiggins was nine for 17, 21 points, plus four, four boards, four assists, decent all around game. So, you know, no complaints about that. But the guy who really, really won this game, shout out to Aram in Toronto. It was Damian Lee. Now, Aram, if you've listened to this podcast before, we had an episode where we talked about the Warriors' loss to the Raptors in the 2019 finals. He maintains, and I actually kind of agree with him, that if the Warriors had carried Damian Lee into the playoffs and had him available in the finals, the Warriors could have won. He could have been the guy because, as we all know, the whole story of the finals against the Raptors was that no one else could score besides Steph Nick Nurse box and one Steph and once Clay went down with Durant out it was going to be an uphill battle that they eventually lost and then also we all got to remember that Damian Lee had covid towards the end of last season so he actually had some pretty bad symptoms from what i recall and he missed the rest of the season so that's why the Warriors' rotation was only eight deep. They didn't have him. And let's be honest like, hey, you know, if he's good for maybe 10 points in a playing game, there's a good chance the Warriors win either against the Lakers or against the Grizzlies. Whatever. That's just part of it. But all caps, D Lee, as Aaron likes to call him. I don't know if it's just me or this particular podcast, but, and I've mentioned this, but like, he's kind of been the forgotten man. Maybe it's because he was out for so long towards the end of the season, but it's also because there's the main core guys that we think about, Clay, Steph, Draymond. There's the rookies that we brought in, Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga. There's James Wiseman. There's the free agents that came here, Iguodala, Bialica, and Otto Porter Jr., of course. And then JTA, he's always on everyone's mind because he's such a local great story, but you kind of forgot about Damian Lee, but he is hugely important on this team. He's had a great first week of the season and he just plays his role. He does his thing. And it's perfect because he's so steady and his role is so much better now that he's not the sixth, seventh or eighth man. You know what I mean? Like, He gets pushed down the line, but when they need him, he's available because he had all those reps last year. He's played bigger minutes. That's a positive. So Damian Lee, the Warriors, like I said, were struggling to get over the hump, and he hits a few shots. He hits some really big shots. He hit a three, he hit a two, and all of a sudden, the Warriors, you look up and they're ahead. And then towards the end of the game, when he's back in, he closes the game, and he hits a couple more shots. So... Good on him. It's interesting to see that they have, you know, a couple different closing lineups thus far. You know, you have the regulars, Steph, Draymond, and then you'll have other guys that Kerr has toyed with, experimented with to see who would work. You have Andre, you have Jordan Poole, you have Caval Looney, you have Damian Lee, Otto Porter Jr. Those are good options to have. Even Otto Porter Jr., he looked great in the preseason, but For him so far, the basket has had a huge lid on it, but he had a couple big three-point shots. Those were points that they desperately needed. Steph didn't have a great game. He shot six for 14. But, hey, once OKC saw that no one else was scoring for the Warriors, it just turned into the 2019 finals all over again, right? Double teaming, face guarding, trapping, all this stuff. And it didn't help that Jordan Poole had an iffy game, too. And, you know, Jordan Poole is young still. He hasn't had a ton of reps. So he's feeling his place in this game, in this league. And, you will know, make mistakes. So this is the time to make them in the fourth game of the season. In the second game of the season against the Clippers. Get the stuff out of your system. See those pictures, as Steve Kerr likes to say. And like Too Short says, get in where you fit in. I'm not worried about Poole. He's young, so inconsistency goes with being that young. But I'm guessing he'll improve week to week, month to month. You know, Those peaks will be more consistently there than the valleys. But even Jordan Poole hit a couple clutch shots. Again, like we all know, like I've said, he ain't afraid. And he has a short memory, so he'll keep taking it to the rack. He was 0 for 7 from 3. But hey, he was 5 for 7 on two-point shots. Negative 17. That was by far the worst plus minus on the night. The other thing, too, is he kind of messed up on some defensive assignments. You could see early on people pointing and all this stuff. But, uh, yeah, but like I said, he has the potential. He just needs to work these kinks out. The NBA is back, and at DraftKings Sportsbook and Authorized Sports Betting Partner of the NBA, the key to victory is a strong starting five. New customers can bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. So why not make your roster Washington, 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 and, oh yeah, Washington. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get skin in the game with new same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an authorized sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit, and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I got to mention that older second unit the Warriors have again. They couldn't score any better than the starting unit. And against these young guys, they had trouble keeping up. And again, like that's why Bealitz didn't play as much, but that's something to keep an eye on for sure. I swear this game, if James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga were healthy, they would have feasted in this game. What OKC had was energy and youth, and they were hitting shots in the first half. That law of averages made them go cold towards the end of the third quarter and the fourth quarter. But Wiseman and Kaminga with their size and their own youth and their athletic ability and their young legs, I feel like they would have been the perfect dudes to like sick on this OKC Thunder team when the rest of the Warriors were having some iffy moments. But ain't it great to say, hey, this team, you know, they're coming together. But then to realize that we have James Wiseman and Jonathan Kaminga coming back soon, you know, of course in somewhat limited roles. And then you're adding Thompson. I just can't get over that sometimes. One last thing too. It's like, yes, it was clearly the Warriors playing down to one of the worst teams in the league. But it also was like, okay, they're starting off slow, you know, they're starting off slow in this game. Again, like they have had a tendency to not just last year obviously, but even during some of the dynasty years, right? Because they were so good, they could just make it up. And let's hope that's not a trend, right? Maybe this is just an outlier in the sense that OKC is one of the worst or two worst teams in the league. Anyway, a couple of days from now, the Warriors get the Memphis Grizzlies at home. And that should bring out the best in the Warriors because we all remember the play-in game that the Warriors... Probably shoulda woulda coulda won but they didn't and I'm looking forward to that one looking forward to John Morant obviously because the knock on him was that he couldn't shoot threes and he's hit some pretty clutch ones so far so maybe he was just in the gym all summer but if he can hit those threes I mean the only thing stopping him right now is an injury he'll be pretty dangerous that changes his game a little bit I'm also looking forward to seeing Jaron Jackson Jr., the young dude out of Michigan State. He was out with a torn meniscus for a long time. His return kept getting pushed back. So I'm curious to see how he's playing, especially since we have our own guy, James Wiseman, coming back from a meniscus. And, of course, I want to see Zaire Williams, who I talked about ad nauseum before the draft because... He was actually one of the dudes I wanted the Warriors to pick with the 14th pick, but I'm really curious to see how he is out there. Anyway. That's all I got. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Eppino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com, and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. That's it music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs!